0: WJFF Jeffersonville W233AH Monticello
1: This is Rosie Starr for Radio Catskill. Welcome to Farm and Country, locally produced radio about rural life in the Catskills and the Delaware River Valley. On today's show, I share my recent visit to the Tustin Heritage Community Garden, located on DeMauro Lane behind the Tustin Theater and the Western Sullivan Public Library in Narrowsburg, New York. We'll hear the voices of volunteer workers and community members engaged in a labor of love, repairing and enhancing the garden space, which centers on education and events that provide unique botanical resources for the community of the Upper Delaware River Valley. All of that coming up on today's Farming Country. But first, news headlines from NPR. Live from NPR News
2: in Washington, I'm Nora Rahm. The federal government has bought millions of doses of new vaccines against COVID-19. Health officials say by the end of today, nearly four million doses will have arrived in thousands of sites around the country. The shots are expected to be more widely available next week. NPR's Rob Stein reports the new vaccines were designed to protect against new Omicron variants. They're the original Moderna and Pfizer BioNTech vaccines that have been reprogrammed to target the original virus plus the Omicron subvariants that are driving the pandemic now. The idea is to shore up people's immunity against what could be another surge of infections coming this fall and winter, and maybe even generate immunity that lasts longer and could even fend off new variants that might emerge. NPR's Rob Stein reporting, NASA is counting down to its second attempt to launch its new moon rocket. NPR's Nell greenfield voice reports the two-hour launch window opens at 2.17 Eastern Time this afternoon. It's been almost 50 years since NASA last launched a rocket designed to send people to the moon. No astronauts will be on board this test flight, but the crew capsule will orbit the moon before returning to Earth. The first launch attempt on Monday had to be called off because of a faulty engine sensor, but NASA officials have worked through that problem. Jeremy Parsons is deputy manager of exploration ground systems at NASA's Kennedy Space Center in Florida where the 32-story tall rocket is on the launch pad.
3: Our team is ready. They are getting better with every attempt and actually performed superbly um, during launch countdown number one.
2: If a weather or a glitch prevents the launch there's another launch opportunity on Monday. Nell Greenfield-Boyce NPR News. The next prime minister of the United Kingdom is down to two people. Results are expected Monday. The new leader will replace Boris Johnson, who resigned earlier this summer after a rebellion by lawmakers and his own party. Vicky Barker reports from London.
1: Because Boris Johnson is stepping down midterm, his successor as Conservative Party leader, and hence Prime Minister, is being chosen by registered Conservative voters only, which means Britain's next Prime Minister will have been elected from a voter base of fewer than 200,000 people. When voting closed on Friday, polls showed Foreign Secretary Liz Truss with an overwhelming lead over her rival, former Chancellor Rishi Sunak. Truss has promised to cut taxes. Sunak argued that could further accelerate the country's double-digit inflation rate. During their campaigns to the party faithful, both invoked the free market legacy of Margaret Thatcher. For NPR News, I'm Vicki Barker in London. This
2: is NPR News from Washington.
1: This is Rosie Starr. Welcome back to Farm and Country. Coming up on today's show, I share my recent visit to the Tustin Heritage Community Garden located on DeMorrow Lane behind the Tustin Theatre and the Western Sullivan Public Library in Narrowsburg, New York. We'll hear the voices of volunteer workers and community members engaged in a labor of love, repairing and enhancing the garden space which centers on education and events that provide unique botanical resources for the Upper Delaware Valley. Thank you for joining us on Radio Catskill for this week's locally produced Farm and Country. tell me your name. Jeremy Jacoby. Hi Jeremy, are you a member of the garden? I am not. So you must have been invited here to work.
4: I have been. I'm a longtime friend of Annie Stanley who's works at this fence pretty hard and she's asked me to help and reinforce these these new fence posts.
1: Well, it's good to have friends with with skills, and I'm glad that you're here. Annie puts a lot of hours into the Tustin Heritage Community Garden. There's Annie in the background asking for more concrete. Yeah,
4: this fence is uh, over ten years old. We just got a grant from Southern Renaissance to pay for this infrastructure project to repair the the garden fence, and uh, we source locally milled wood for it. Dad yeah, is trying to keep the groundhogs out. <laughs> but it's o- it was overdue the fence repair and we're, we're grateful for the funding.
1: And the gardeners are grateful when the groundhogs are on the other side of the fence. <laughs> we got it. Tell me what you were just doing.
4: They put in these really big heavy-duty staples that are like really anchored in there good. So we're just trying to remove the old posts and attach this fence to our new posts.
1: What kind of wood are you using?
4: We're going to use some cedar in the front, but this looks to me like it might be some old lumber 4x4s. They're pretty heavy duty. I imagine that these posts are going to, should be here a long time.
1: Well, that's good, and we appreciate your work. Good fences make happy gardeners. Would you like to tell me your name? Uh, here's a, a bed that's been kind of abandoned all summer, and there's lots of weeds, but we have a strong woman here that's working. In... Tell me your name. Hi, I'm Gloria. Hi, Gloria.
5: You're a new member to the garden? Uh, yes, we just joined about maybe a month or two ago.
6: Okay.
5: And um, we didn't really have a lot of time to um, work on this, but I'm getting it going now. So I'm hoping to plant some things for the fall. The kind of things that you might plant, like kohlrabi and um, maybe some beans. I have a few plants up at my house that I could bring down here to, to beautify it a little bit. sounds like you have some
1: experience gardening, and you mentioned we. Who is the other person that you joined with?
5: My husband, Daryl. We have two beds here that we're working on today. We both live in Narrowsburg. We live right around the corner here. Well tell me about your gardening experience. Well, I've been gardening probably since I was a little girl because I used to help my dad in his garden. And it's always something that I found to be relaxing and, you know, kind of therapeutic. And today I've, I'm feeling that it's like, it's very nice when it's not too bright. I mean, the sun's not out too bright. It makes it a little bit easier to do it, you know.
1: I agree. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wear cool clothes and drink lots of water. Well, thank you for your work here. It is a a labor of love and a volunteer effort, and by the end of the day you'll see that you've made some progress.
5: We'll be planting some more. Within the next few days we'll have something in here besides weeds. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. You're welcome.
1: I think the gentleman that's coming in right now is (laughs) Daryl. And I have to say I'm impressed that you picked up some tools and fixed the wheelbarrow wheel.
3: Not much to that.
1: Not much to that. I'm collecting some sound for a radio project. Would you like to join in just start by telling your name? Daryl. Daryl. I understand you and your wife have joined the garden. Today's a volunteer day, but I am very grateful to you for fixing this wheelbarrow. What is your background in gardening?
3: Quite a few years, I guess. You know, it's that's basically it. Just grew up with a garden. Oh,
1: I understand you live locally.
3: Yeah, right down the road.
1: hmm But you're experienced in tools.
3: Well, yeah, a little bit. It's not my main profession, though.
1: No. What is that?
3: It's farming.
1: Oh, a, a farmer. I'm pleased to meet you. What do you mm. grow?
3: Well, I used to have dairy cows, but I don't anymore.
1: You're not alone. There's a lot of folks that way. Mm. And so instead of dairy, are you doing something else with your farm now?
3: Well, I don't actually have a farm of my own anymore. So, yeah, I take care of donkeys and llamas and stuff.
1: I love donkeys. I have a soft spot in my heart for donkeys.
3: Mm. I'd rather a horse.
1: Oh, okay. (laughs) Well... Um, I'm sure the animals really appreciate your work. Did you sell your farm?
3: Yeah, basically. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, you're not alone. It's quite an event in um, both sides of the river over here, but it looks like folks are using that land properly, and it's good, and Mm -hmm. we appreciate your work. And it looks like right now you could use a drink of water. Do you have some water? Uh, Yeah, I
3: got water. No, I'm used to this. Okay, I'm sure you are as a farmer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's hotter in a hay now than it is here.
1: Would you like to take a turn? (laughs) Here's another gentleman holding a fence post, but he's got a tool in his hand. Looks like a leveler. Tell me your name. I'm Donald. Hi, Donald. And what is your role in this? How did you get here? You're either a member or invited by Annie.
5: Yeah, Annie uh brought us here to help fix the fence.
1: What is your background that she asked you to join in on this project?
5: Well, normally I'm cutting trees, but I, I don't know. I've done in a variety of things. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you look I'm like you're a master you're, hole digger. Oh, you're a master <laughs> hole digger. You look like you're built for trees and hole digging. So yeah. we appreciate your strength.
6: <laughs> You're it <welcome>. was
4: quite a <laughs> feat to dig all these holes. Put yeah, shovel like schlep around the concrete and uh,
5: yeah, it's pretty much uh, just uh, rocks and uh, dust. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not uh, not ideal digging.
4: There we go.
1: And that is the precious sound of the water that comes from the roof on top of the Tustin-Koshektin library. They collect the rainwater, and that's what's used in the garden. And we didn't get a lot of rain this year, so every drop of water matters for the garden and everything else. you're standing on a pile of rocks, are they bluestones or what are those things?
4: We lay those back along the fence. Um, Cause this fence actually goes underground like two feet and then curls out to keep the ground. Cause the groundhogs could dig down and go right under the fence. So we ran this, this fence down and then out. Then we put the rocks back there just to make it harder for them to dig.
1: Well, I hope every once in a while people look up and see how beautiful the garden is, especially at this time of the year with the flowers in bloom.
4: Monarchs are officially endangered now.
1: Yes, they are. The last three years have been very tough for monarchs, and um, this is part of the Monarch Way Station, this entire garden, the perennial garden, outside the fence, and what's going on inside here.
4: I have not seen very many monarchs this year, I have to say. But we planted things specifically to support their food source here. And they come right off the Delaware River right here. Come right up to the garden. That was something that Ed Wesley had observed over the years. That the monarchs come down to Delaware. And then this is one of their favorite spots to have a little respite, And then they can get some... Some food from the perennial flowers that we planted that sustain their energy levels and then we have butterfly bush and stuff out here as well as uh, mountain and, and and then yeah obviously all the flowers we have planted in the garden from Willowist farm. Yes, Tanis Qualchuk
1: from Willowisp Organic Farm is a prominent member of this garden and she's the girl from Farm Arts Collective. Bless her heart for all that she's done to keep this garden beautiful. I love this vine. When I'm working in the garden, this vine always houses little bird nests and it has grapes, I believe, for the birds. Yeah, there's a bird nest right
4: there. Yeah, Um, yeah, this is a a wild grape that somehow got here. Not sure how, but we have always had the vision to have a living fence here. So this is perfect that it, it just appeared and then there's grapes that the birds will enjoy. <laughs> and then we also have the, the bluebird box back there. OK, well, I'm going to get back to my
1: chore, which is mulching, now that the wheelbarrow wheel has been fixed. And um, I'll keep pitching in and helping out.
4: Yeah, look at all the people here today. I
1: know. It's wonderful. This is nice to have the company.
4: It's almost time to harvest the horseradish. We have garlic to harvest. For some reason, this year the tomatoes aren't ripening. It's so strange. There's always some
1: something quirky every year, but well, we haven't had that much rain. I yeah. think they need a lot of rain.
4: It's been a drought.
1: I'm gonna see if I get in touch with these bees here. I love the sound of bees. I love bumblebees. They're all over Tanis's purple status. I come across a very colorful young lady here in a bed, and I know it's a special bed, so uh, let's see what she has to say. Tell me your name. Hi, I'm Kristen. I work at the
7: Western Sullivan Public Library, and we have a beautiful bed here for the children's garden. So every year we put together a group, For junior gardeners to come and learn how to design their own bed and maintain a vegetable garden. We have a lot of flowers this year.
1: So Describe your bed. It's very colorful.
7: (laughs) So we have some black-eyed Susans that are perennials. So they come back every year for us. And then this year we have some tomatoes and we put in a few other things that didn't quite go. So we are taken run by our snapdragons, which uh, is okay. And then we just harvested some garlic. So now in the back bed, we have some pretty tall sunflowers waiting to bloom. Are you finding that the children are eager to put their hands in the dirt and use tools? Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's their favorite part. And then, of course, harvesting is always fun. (laughs) What is the age group you're working with? We do 6 to 11 range, but really it's geared more for like the 7, 8, 9 age groups.
1: Well, I'm sure they appreciate you and their parents appreciate you and their school appreciates what you're teaching them. What is it that you'd like to add to this? What inspires you to do this, what you're doing? Oh, well, I just want to get outside more. And I know the kids want to get
7: outside more. And I think we come from a very uh, rich community that has its roots in the soil. And so I want to help continue that cycle with the the, the young kids. So join
0: us next year. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, Rosie. My name is Elizabeth Green, and this year I took on the position of co-chair of the Community Garden, along with Annie Stanley, who is the chair of the garden. So, first of all, I want to thank you for all the hard work you've been doing here, and also we've been very lucky this year to get two grants, one of them from the Delaware Valley Arts Alliance to do an art project, and also Sullivan Renaissance has given us a grant so we can do some maintenance work and fix our fence, so we've been very lucky this year. My background is I'm a graphic artist, uh, retired from the New York City Parks Department, moved up here in 2016, and I've always loved the outdoors, I love gardening, and when I found this garden... I very quickly wanted to be a member, and so this year we've been doing gardening, we've been sprucing up the garden. Willowis Wisp Farm, every year, donates two garden beds of flowers, and they are doing great despite the lack of rain, and it's just a joy to be here and see how the garden grows. Well, Elizabeth, I have to say, I'm
1: very pleased that you're a garden member for many reasons. You're my neighbor next to my raised bed garden bed. And what I love, you have a good background and knowledge, and you're not afraid to say, let's take a look at what's growing over here because it may be invasive because we have some really important rules here in this garden about what we can plant because it's really designed for pollinators. We're part of the uh, butterfly waste station that comes through Narrowsburg. It's a very prominent Place here in Narrowsburg along the river. I love keeping company with the bumblebees because they love Tanis' flowers and the mint that grows. It's wonderful. And I'm sure Annie Stanley and the DVAA. Really appreciate your expertise.
0: Thank you. And what really drives me here is also, thank you for reminding me, is that we are an organic garden. So we don't use pesticides. We uh, use organic soil. We're composting. We're going to be building compost beds. And we are a resource for the community. So we want people to come and spend time in our garden. And members and non-members alike We do the flowers for the pollinators. We have a birdhouse here and we welcome the wildlife despite the fact they're eating our vegetables. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, there's a reason for
1: fences and (laughs) Annie and her helpers have been very tedious about keeping the little critters out. They want them on the outside of the garden, (laughs) not on the inside. Is there any insight you'd like to share with maybe for next year for potential garden
0: members to inspire them? please come down, visit our garden on weekends. There's always someone here, so you can come and take a walk through the garden. We're going to try and hold several events here, an art opening in October, and hopefully Labor Day weekend when there's events going on in Narrowsburg. We're going to be open, and we want the public to come in. And thank you about mentioning invasive. That's a pet project of mine uh, to plant native flowers as much as possible.
1: Yes, it's very important to be knowledgeable and it's a learning experience for the gardeners. We have lots of resource information available with community organizations online and in our area here. I mean, we have to be mindful. There's several invasive species of plants and insects. We just have to learn about them and try to respectfully manage them. Correct. And I think we're doing a good job here in our garden. Yes, I appreciate you taking the time on this hot day to speak about what you're doing. And we look forward to that art project and we'll thank the DVAA for granting
0: us that. And yes, some art in a garden is always good. Exactly. And it's going to be a project that uses the flowers of the Catskills and our garden in this particular project. So you'll hear more about it as it develops. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us, garden member and
1: co-chair Elizabeth Green. Thank you. Thank you, Rosie. On Saturday, August 27th, the Delaware Valley Arts Alliance inside the Tustin Theater hosted the dance performance Night of the New Moon by HX Theater Production. After the performance, HX director Mary Beth Hansen walked the cast and audience from the Tustin Theater into the Tustin Heritage Community Garden for a visit. She took the time to share some thoughts with us.
6: My name is Mary Beth Hansen. I'm a local. My husband and I moved to Narrowsburg about two years ago. And we're from Manhattan. And we just started this dance theater company called HX Theater, based in Narrowsburg. And we are huge fans of the community garden, by the way. So we're just thrilled that this is where the after party is this evening. So it's perfect. This evening's performance is based on women in general it's based on everything women go through every day of their lives challenges any kind of inequality that pops up um, at any time in their lives really and we just wanted to bring that to light and and show it from a different perspective so we had video projections going on at the same time as our dance performance and it was really important to us to really immerse the audience to make them feel like they were really inside of the performance as it was happening so they were free to get up and walk around at their leisure or sit the whole time you know they had they had many choices basically throughout the performance and then every now and then one of the dancers would invite someone backstage behind the curtain for a one-on-one experience. Yes, we took note of that.
1: Uh, some of the people that were chosen were our friends, and uh, it's so delightful to have that experience. What I took note of was that your soundtrack was amazing.
6: Oh Well, that was all my husband. I have to be honest. I would love to take credit for that, but that was all James Graber. He has really... Wonderful taste in music and generally we, we've been, we've been working together for many years, as long as we've been together. So it's been about 20 years and usually he choreographs on me and he'll say, okay, here are the steps. Here's what you're dancing to. And immediately. I have an aversion to it. (laughs) I'm always like, oh, you can't dance to that. How am I supposed to dance to that? And then it ends up being my favorite piece every time. And I end up loving the music by the end of it and just being addicted to it. So he, he definitely has a knack for choosing music. And he did. He chose the whole soundtrack to tonight's performance. And it was important to him to choose female bands so everything you heard was was all women tonight and it was that was a very important part
1: at the end of the performance you didn't wait for an applause and you certainly deserve it you escorted everyone out the back door and here we are in the garden what were you thinking on the way there's only a few steps maybe a couple of hundred steps between the theater and the Tustin heritage community garden what were your what were your thoughts
6: I was just elated. I was in this space of just feeling otherworldly and just just so happy and and just so grateful. I think that's the word, grateful. <laughs> and you know, we we would gather up one or two people and we would just guide them out to the garden i walked arm in arm with friends that i've met in the community and i have become wonderful friends um through a class that i teach at the chi hive they're there every week and they came tonight and i just hugged them both and and brought them out to the garden it was perfect (laughs) I,
1: i am so grateful to have this time to
6: speak with you is there any thoughts you'd like to share before we close I just want to say thank you to the community for inviting us into the community in general. Um, we feel so grateful to be here and to share what we love and to be as weird as we want to on stage and and, and that the community allows that. and. Yeah, I just want to say thank you.
1: Thank you so much for your talent and for bringing such interesting life right into the garden. The garden is blooming right now, <laughs> literally blooming with people, attendees, and dancers. Thank you. Thank you so much. This is uh, Rosie Starr for Radio Catskill at the Tustin Heritage Community Garden down Tomorrow Lane. We've just seen a beautiful dance performance concert at the Tustin Theater. We hope that you enjoyed our show this week with production by a Radio Catskill volunteer. Special thanks goes to our guests, volunteer workers, and community members of the Tustin Heritage Community Garden in Narrowsburg, New York. The Tustin Heritage Community Garden was founded by Andrea Reynosa and is currently under the direction of Annie Stanley and Elizabeth Green. The garden space centers on education and events that provide unique botanical resources for the community of the Upper Delaware Valley. And a bow of gratitude to Mary Beth Hansen, director of HX Theater Company, for joining us in the garden after the Tustin performance of Night of the New Moon. This has been your host, Rosie Starr. Thanks for listening to Farm and Country on Radio Catskill, public radio for the Catskills and Northeast Pennsylvania.
3: The last time Wait, Wait was at Wolf Trap, Chef Jose Andres explained his style of fine dining. I, I like food in a
7: can. Let me put it this way. Imagine, you are hungry. You have nobody around you. You have a can.
2: You open the can. You are eating. Amazing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm Peter Sagel. Come see what we're serving up when we return to Wolf Trap this week. That's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR.
7: Sunday morning at 10 on Radio
4: Catskill.